Aloha, Ihauwaians. Welcome to another episode of Ihau Ihau Show. You are currently tuned in in the right show. I am Dax, and I'm apparently one of the regular guest co-hosts now of the Ihau Ihau Show. You can say I'm a recurring character. I believe I deserve some sort of pay in the show. Anyway, we have something good for you today. So sit back, relax, and make sure your AirPods are working. Because I think this is the day that your dream episode has finally come true, Jill and Red. Because joining us today is a Filipino-American Hollywood actress. So we'll find out how important it is for you to know that Filipino-Americans in Hollywood are getting the fair share of representation in the film industry. And who are you rooting for? Uh, For me... I'm always proud to see like Filipino American, Filipino Canadians in like in like a TV show that I'm watching or like the, the film that I'm watching. I always get excited. It's because you know I get represented. It looks like me. And have you seen the new Disney commercial where it's like Filipino culture? So I, I the, get the, the so, parole one. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, yeah, that was super very, cool. very excited. And share it on social media right away. How about you, Red? I just remembered when I was a kid, I, I, I used to watch a lot of TV, but I couldn't see someone who looked like myself. Like, I used to watch a lot of American TV, and I knew, like, thinking back then, I knew I had a lot of cousins, I had a lot of aunts who were living in the US, but for some reason, I, I, I wouldn't see them on TV. Like, are they really in the U.S.? How come there's no Filipino-American on TV? But of course, I see some Asian Power Rangers and all that. We have Lucy Liu. But other than that, like it was so it was so rare to see someone like a Filipino-American on TV. So uh, yeah, I think I remember one, maybe Paolo Montalban from a Cinderella. You can brand Oh, a yeah. Cinderella story, yeah, yeah, that was pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. old. And um, Mortal Kombat, the series. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree. Like growing up, like seeing a brown person TV, because like we all grew up in the Philippines, and there's like, um, all the shows. Most of the shows that we watch are mostly American TV, and. I remember as a kid, I would sometimes mistake Mexican actors as Filipinos because we have the same last name. And I'm like, is he Filipino? Is she Filipina? Because, like, there's none of it. And the moment that we see one, we go insane. So anyway, today we're going to find out more about this kind of representation and what it means for us Filipinos who's just watching from the comforts of our home and the cinema. Yes, and we're lucky because this past few years, have been huge for Asian representation in Hollywood. Crazy Rich Asians, Always Be My Maybe, to so all the boys I loved before. <laughs> I guess I just mentioned what I watched recently. <laughs> and uh, I think we are all happy and supported to see people who actually look like us, and we're seeing that diversity is moving forward. So we, before we start cheering our, our guests, let's get this straight. When I read her profile, I feel very happy that Iao Iao Show will celebrate her here and share with our listener her contribution in keeping the momentum of Filipino representation in this episode entitled, What's Roasting? 
Filipino American in Hollywood. in Hollywood. Why do we even try? This Why do is, we even try? <laughs> this is Jill from we'll Vancouver, Canada. Bienvenue, e Hawaiians. Bon journey, bon we, whenever you decide to listen to our show. Nian hao, wo zhao, Reggie. Good day, mate. Would you like some shrimp for the barbie? And I'm Jax from Melbourne. I don't know what to do. A dingo ate my baby. I should stop doing it. Anyway. <laughs> and you, and are you are with the Ehau Ehau Okay. So our guest for today has been carving a place for Filipinos in Hollywood, which includes her appearances in Revolution in NBC, Chicago PD also in NBC, American Gothic, uh, CBS, Oasis, Amazon, Law and Order, SVU, NBC, Prodigal Son, Fox, and Love Life, HBO Max. Wow. She studied acting at the University of Michigan and received a fellowship in playwriting in Columbia University. She worked in different huge theater companies in the U.S. She's also a writer and a producer. Um, Dax will love your information, but Ra'es, oh, she's not here. Sorry you're not here today. Uh, she's the co-creator of two podcasts, Golf Podcast and A Guide to Freedom Podcast. We'll ask her more about that, that later. And it's an honor and privilege to have you on our show today. Let's all welcome Miss... Maureen Sebastian. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. This is so Hello, exciting. Maureen. Hello. <laughs> Fellow working actor. Like... <laughs> Fellow working actor. Well, Maureen, welcome to our show. So we have so much respect for your work and your background in stage and television. The truth is that the three of us became friends in theater as well there are yeah. um yeah. so rap. just yeah j they read um paced us basically a lot because he was an older batch in the group yeah so we got i was your senior yeah <laughs> so wondering oh, just just because i'm wondering why did you say yes to an invitation from our little cute tiny podcast <laughs> um well i think primarily because i was so excited to hear that there was a group of young filipinos creating something and for me the most important thing about you know sustaining like filipino representation specifically in all these different mediums is like everyone supporting everyone so it was i was just really excited about the work you guys were doing so i had to say yes Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Would you give us ten dollars? <laughs> okay. You can send Just me your demo in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious because we had like your bio at the beginning. But what was your first project in the television or Hollywood? And how did you feel getting that project? Um, so the very first thing that I did in TV that was like a television show and not like a commercial was a role on Gossip Girl. Um, wow. Many, many, many years ago. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and um, it was 
very small. It was really tiny. And I had been auditioning for like a little while for maybe, you know, a few months and I hadn't really been getting anything. But there was an amazing casting director named Melly Nagler, who is now the VP of casting at Warner Brothers. And she is also a person of color and she really believed in me and she kept bringing me in because she knew that she wanted to see someone like me on the shows that she was casting. So she was a huge supporter of my work from the beginning. So I don't think I could have booked a show like that without her. And how were you able to achieve what you have achieved so far? Like what were the challenges that you overcame? Well, I think being a woman of color, it's hard, especially in the United States, to not be typecast. And especially Filipinos, you know, Dax, you were saying, like, you would watch TV and you would think, like, Mexicans were Filipinos. And I have to say, when I first started in the business, like, there were no roles for specifically Filipinos. So whenever I would go into an audition, it would be every and all shade of brown or yellow so it would be like all the Asians all the blacks all the Latinx like every different type of person auditioning for this one small role um so it has been getting better but you know I had to sacrifice a lot to be a working full-time actor you know I had to miss a lot of family events and we all know as a Filipina that's like number one is like family and luckily I had parents that were really supportive of everything that I was doing so even though I was missing weddings and birthdays and Christmases and Thanksgivings you know it's kind of what you have to do to make it in the, the entertainment industry right oh you, you already touched upon uh, my next question Marie but how difficult is it to be uh, an Asian Filipino actress in the U.S.? Um, it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's hard to be a person of color in the United States or basically anywhere in the world, <laughs> especially yeah, right now. That we're all kind of, yeah, it's yeah. hard. You know, I was never, especially for Filipinos, like in the United States, you're not Asian enough and you're mm -hmm. not like Pacific Islander enough. Yeah, like it's very, they're like, where are you? Because I, re they're not allowed to ask now, but when I first started, they would always ask, like, where are you from? And then they would always ask, like, are you half something? You're so tall. And then when I would say I'm Filipino, they'd say things like, oh, you're so tall to be Filipino. And that's just like so yeah. messed up because you're like, what are these preconceived notions that you have of what Filipinos are? And like, yeah. how unfair, you know, for anyone stepping into that room that doesn't have a tough skin to hear that they're not good enough to be any type of Asian so it was really hard but luckily um, I'm really stubborn and <laughs> I <laughs> let that stuff roll off my back because you kind of have to you know in the beginning so right just what kind of support I'm sorry I'm gonna change this question because I really like how the conversation is yeah, going sure. so as a Filipina, a Filipino American actress in the States, what kind of support do you get and how do you get it? Like in terms of finding work or in terms of unions and stuff like that, like in terms of the work stuff? Um, I mean, in terms of the work stuff, like, you know, you join the unions, you join SAG-AFTRA if you want to do film and television, you join Actors' Equity if you want to do theater. Theater is a little more open to um, seeing people of color in large roles. Television and film is getting there. Um, 
but I guess like in terms of being able to sustain a career for me personally it was about finding my tribe of people who supported me and my work as an artist first and not my work as a commodity as an actor you know so a lot of the people that I grew up in New York like you know cutting the boards with they're all people of color a lot of them are Asian American a lot of them are succeeding and doing really well but we all couldn't have done it without buoying each other and finding work for one another when we can mm, okay that's great okay. yeah I have, I have another question like um with entering show business was it a conscious um effort in your mind like I, I, I need to be there because I want to represent the Filipino community the Filipino Americans there or was it just you just love to act and you want to act you want to be in a show business or is it a little bit of both um, I'll be honest and say it was very selfish <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was really just about wanting to tell stories um, And I am lucky to, in college, I got to work with a woman named Glenda Dickerson, who was the first African-American woman to direct something on Broadway. Um, and she, during college, really instilled in me this sense of representing your community and making sure that these underrepresented voices and faces were seen as often and as authentically as possible. Um, And so I think without teachers like that to help kind of guide me, I wouldn't have thought it was as important to um, represent Filipinos in in the way that I have. Um, but but yeah, it was it was also just because I really loved acting and I didn't know how to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> right, gotcha, gotcha. You know, I, I've heard I've heard this a lot because I have a friend also who. I worked with in the Philippines in the theater scene. She has moved here, and she would also tell me like, "Jax, I, I want to break into acting here because that's what I do. That's the only thing I know." And I remember one of my directors. I went to a, an audition for a big show in a hotel, like you know they do Broadway shows in the hotels in the Philippines. And like, because I have a day job, and he told me like, "Jax, I didn't cast you even though you're fit for the role because." They're doing something else. I would hire people who knows nothing but to do this. Even though you're good, this is gonna be their livelihood, and this is the only thing that they know. And I'm like, kind of makes sense. So I, I, you're like, I keep on hearing this sentiment like from everyone, and I, I admire it. It does make sense, but it's also unfair. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like it's this very capitalist like idea of thinking about what work should be like as if work is yeah. the only thing that should be important to you and should be that your number one priority at all times and I feel like for me that affected me when I became a mother after I had my daughter oh, okay. and when I wasn't when work wasn't my number one priority I definitely felt um my industry not care about me as much when I was like That's I can't do that because I want to take spend time with my daughter they were like okay well then we just we don't need someone like you we need someone who's only going to be working and i think that that's not fair yeah, to a lot that's of people not fair. Actually, because you can still be passionate about something even though that's you have true. other I mean, things like, that you're doing 
I had this. Remember, I did this class with Angeli Bayani because she wanted me to join her masterclass. We had this session called self care because we were so when growing up as a because I majored in performance, right? So growing up, you're all these directors and facilities like you can only miss a show if you're dying or dead. You know that's what they always say in theater, and they would expect you to know this. You don't know this, you should learn it. Blah blah blah, and um. It is always forgotten that actors are people too. And sometimes, what our priorities are not aligned. It doesn't mean that we don't produce good work. So, if you're a truly artist and we really look at art as an entity of good work, then that should always be on top of it. Sorry, I'm just sharing my stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you, and I think it's also one of those things where, like, if art is a reflection and represent representation of reality, like, if you are not living a life where you are living it to its fullest, how are you fully representing reality in your art? That's true. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, just That's a little right. bit of just a little bit of background for our e Hawaiians. That's how we call our listeners. Uh, where are your parents from in the Philippines, and have you visited home? Yeah, so when we were—excuse <laughs> me—when we were younger, we went to the Philippines almost every year. Wow! When both my parents, yeah, it was the best. And then, <laughs> you know, after you get three kids, it like starts to get expensive. But um, yeah, we, um, my, both my parents are from Luzon. My dad's and his family are from Manila, and then my mom is from Isabela. So. Whenever we would go back to the Philippines, we would visit, spend time in both places, hmm. and we loved it. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I miss Jollibee. Do you do you remember Isabella? Isabella, it's so hot in Isabella. I've only been there once. <laughs> it's super hot there. Yeah. It's, it's very to the hot. It's like a flat uh, part of the Philippines, right, Isabella? Yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah. it, it's almost like a desert there. It's super hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, Maureen, I know that you also have a podcast of your own you created during the pandemic. Could you tell us more about it? And could you invite people to listen in? Yeah, so it's called Gulp Podcast. Um, we did it. My friend and I were actually, it was a girlfriend of mine. She's an actress in New York as well. She also writes for Forbes Um and we wanted to do actually, right before the pandemic hit in the United States, we were prepping for a podcast all about women's health. So we called it like the anti-goop. And it was all about like, our first episode was gonna be about vaginas. Yeah, like real health. And we were gonna be doing like real talk about women's health and wellness. And then when the pandemic happened, obviously there was nothing we could think about outside of just coronavirus. So we switched and we pivoted to just interviewing basically frontline workers um, all over the United States and their experiences um, during that those first you know four months um, when not very much was known and people were really just trying to survive. And it was exhausting and enlightening and heartbreaking and hopeful. Um, we're going to try to do a second season this year as well. We did 12 episodes and then we got into the independent film programs, Audio Hub, which is their, um, it was their inaugural podcast year. So that was really exciting. We met a lot of really amazing podcasters there. And from that, um, we, uh, we did a spinoff of another podcast with another organization, which was really awesome. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think what you guys are doing is so fantastic. 
Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we try. We try. <laughs> we try very hard. Very, very hard. You try, you try and you succeed. Don't sell yourself short. You guys are doing yeah. awesome. Great. Okay, Maureen, we've heard a lot of things from you. Like, you sound like a very passionate person. You have tried to delve into different, many different things. But what's the future like looking for you? Any future plans for acting or other things? Well, so I um, am, well, I do have a staged reading of um, a new play by um, uh, uh, Christopher Diaz uh, that's coming out uh, this weekend. And, you know, outside of that, it's, it's hard. Like everything, so much is shut down in the United States in terms of um, acting and auditions. And because I have a daughter now and um I don't know this is like a new a drop like an info drop but I'm actually also pregnant right now wow. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh my god congratulations um, it, it was you. announced in, on Eho Eho show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we basically we had a quarantine we're having a quarantine baby and now we're just kind of like you know, because nothing was happening. So we're like, well, we've wanted to expand our family. So let's do that. And this is the time. So my reps have been amazingly supportive. And I basically told them that I'm not working on anything for the next few months until the baby is born. And hopefully things will start opening up for work, um, yeah. you know, from, from there. Cause you know, like theater isn't even open in the United States. Yeah. There are so many restrictions for filming as well. It's really, really stressful. All right, so that was fun. We're gonna move on to our fun segment, Red. How do you do yeah. this? Okay, uh, fun segment. So we will describe the works of Filipino Americans in Hollywood, and let me know if you let us know if you recognize them. Okay. Yeah. If, oh, if you're friends, I'm if so you're scared. friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> so first. His notable works are Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Adam Ruins Everything, and Another Period. Oh my god, I know exactly who this is. You're literally, you're asking the worst person. Like, I don't know anyone's name. My husband's like, do you have like, facial recognition blindness? And I'm like, I and then with pregnancy brain too, this is like I'm literally gonna fail this so hard. So I, I know I can see his face. Me He's very too. handsome. Me too. I don't, don't worry. Yeah. We blame. Um, we blame. Um, Ross. Yeah, I forgot his name on the show. Like crazy girlfriend. <laughs> but, but his name is Vincent Rodriguez. Oh yeah, we all know who we're talking oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> so handsome. Good turn, Red. Okay, so, uh, this one. So, he oh, appeared in Crazy Rich Asians and Superstore. I love this guy. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. I also can see his face. He wears glasses. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you guys, I feel like I'm literally, I'm the worst Asian ever. I'm failing. My parents oh my are going to be so disappointed in me. This yeah, is okay. Yeah. Um, as long as you remember the face and he's wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. His name is his name is Nico Santos. 
Yeah, oh. This one, the next one, Maureen, you better know her because I think you will know her. <laughs> Oh my God. She is an American actress, singer, and most known for her work on the Broadway stage and independent film. She made her Broadway debut as Kim in the revival of Miss Saigon in West End. She's currently in a movie with Princess Ponzalad called Yellow Rose. Oh, I know. Okay. And oh Lea Oh my God. She, she is in Hadestown right now. She's the lead in Hadestown. She plays herself. I forgot the name Perse- of the Persephone? Yeah, in Haiti Sound. Oh, oh my god, you guys. Do I have to Google this? <laughs> yes, you can Google it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to Google it because I'm not going to cheat and like people are just going to know that I'm a dummy. Like they're just going to know that. <laughs> sorry for putting you on the spot. Sorry, sorry we no. sorry. We thought you were friends with them even. <laughs> I don't have any friends. <laughs> that makes All right, two her of name us. is Eva Noblezada. Oh, gorgeous. All right. But you recognize the two. Anyway, yes. That's all good. Yes. I'm very good with faces. <laughs> yeah, the faces. Okay, all right. so, so we're doing the code time. Um, code, yeah. The code is from Akita Spencer. Okay. Little kids need to be able to turn on the TV and see real-world representations of themselves. Who cares if the lead is an Asian male? If this is the best actor for that role, why does role have to be indicative of a person's ethnicity? Nice. This oh, is by Octavia so Spencer. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, guest (laughs) co-host. I'm going to take over the show. To wrap up our uh, episode today, do you guys have shout-outs? Maybe Maureen, could you invite everyone to watch your podcast, uh, to listen in to your podcasts? Yeah. Uh, Yes. So my podcast is called Gulp podcast um life in the time of coronavirus you can find it anywhere our podcasts are found and also the other one that's more social justice inclined is called a guide to freedom a north star fund podcast so please listen 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 thank you thank you so much thank you for joining us it's been a beautiful time with you and i want to do a shout out before we finally wrap this up so shout out to my cousin margeline dimapolis She's the one who recommended Maureen, and she's the wife of our Filipino-Canadian actor episode, Dave Dimapilis. Yeah. So, pag nasa Canada, Dimapilis. Dimapilis. Dimapilis to. Dimapilis. Naiba. 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 All right. You said Dimapilis. All right. Yes, sir. Please follow. I have a shout. Oh, you have a shout? Okay. I have a shout out. To people who run Jollibee in the Philippines, could you bring one here, please? I am dying. <laughs> I am dreaming about it. Yeah. But seriously, the other night I seriously had a dream about eating Jollibee. Like wow. if you know me, Jollibee <laughs> is a comfort food. I wanna. I'm about well, to jump off a cliff. Well, anyway, Maureen doesn't know. have that problem because there's a Jollibee in New York, right? When I went to New York two years ago, I went to yeah. Jollibee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jollibee, yeah, Jollibee yeah. Queens. Right? anyway go red sorry all right so please follow and dm us on our social media accounts 
We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Just search for Iho Iho Show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail, Iho Iho Show at gmail.com. Okay. All right. It's been amazing being here. I love hanging out with my actual real-life friends. This has been your Iho Iho Show Season 4 with Jill Red and Dax, your recurring character. Coffee for Raw S with a special guest, of course, Ms. Maureen Sebastian. Join us again on our next episode. Um, right? Uh, so you're covering You might be there again. <laughs> you might be there again. I might be there again. I might be there again, maybe. That's, I don't know. It's a surprise. You have to watch out if I'm there. Yeah. I'm going to bring the heat. All right. Bye, Hawaiians. Have Bye, a great yeah. day. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> Thank you.